You are listening to selfdiscoverymedia.com, where illumination and inspiration is but a click away. With so many genre topics for you on everything that you need to know in life, we celebrate and share the people who have taken the journey before you and who are now here to serve you with their wisdom and their knowledge. The next show coming up is... Good day, everyone, and welcome to Recovering the Whole of You. I'm Dr. Kitty Adley, recovery expert and physical therapist, owner of Handling Your Health, Wellness, and Rehab, which is a physical therapy and wellness clinic based in the Bahamas. But as I often say, we're in the Bahamas, but we're far beyond. You can reach out to us at any time, anywhere, by our social media, but we'll share that later. I just wanted to let you know that I am so happy to have a fellow Bahamian sitting next to me today. That's right. That's right. She's not in the Bahamas, but she's <laughs> from Bahamian soil. So I'd oh, love yeah. to introduce you today to Dr. Paulette Lewis. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm honored to be on today with you. Thank you for coming, showing up for us. So Absolutely. So today we will be talking Parkinson's. You know, a lot of times people aren't aware of situations until they actually encounter it. And what we're trying to do is shift that. We want to make sure that you're aware of what is out there. So when signs and symptoms start to manifest, we can see them, we can identify them early, get early intervention, and perhaps prevent the progression or the severity of the the disease presentation. And this is what Dr. Paulette and I are going to talk about today. But before we delve into that, Paulette, please tell us a little bit more about you. How did you become Dr. Paulette Lewis? Ooh, the journey is long. <laughs> um, actually, it, it started from my undergrad days. Uh, I my my undergrad degree in Endeavor was actually towards a medical degree. Believe it or not, um, from a young age, I thought that I was going to become an orthopedic surgeon. <laughs> but for some reason, that didn't sit well for me. Uh, when I got around my junior year of college. I was at Florida Atlantic University in Boca Raton, and I kept praying and asking God to kind of direct me into the way that I should go, and um, I had a person who worked for me, worked with me, actually, because I was a resident assistant, mm-hmm. and she worked as the um, secretary of the housing department, and she kept kind of admonishing me to look into the profession of physical therapy. So I went to the library um, after hearing it several times from her (laughs) and started researching the profession. And when I read up on it, it was like a light bulb moment for me. So I decided to start to direct my career away from orthopedics and towards physical therapy. Um, That led to me getting a observational time period um, in the Bahamas, actually, after I graduated. And I had the opportunity to meet, through that, I had the opportunity to meet one of the physical therapy professors at Florida International University. And he admonished me and educated me on the transition that was starting to happen in physical therapy at the time. It was going from a bachelor's program to a master's program. And so he, he led me to the new program at, that was just being established at Nova Southeastern University. So I applied to Nova, not really thinking that I would get in, honestly, because the program was uh, 
not your standard lecture-based program. This was this program was a problem-based program. I was actually the second class that was being entered in, and so it was pretty different, pretty rigorous. But you know, I just believe that when you put it in God's hands, you got to leave it there. So that's what I did. I found myself getting in. Um, I got accepted. I successfully got through. <laughs> Wasn't easy, and then I graduated um, from there in '99 with my master's in physical therapy. However, I did not start physical therapy right away after I graduated. Um, God led me into teaching for a little bit, and okay. I believe that that afforded me the knowledge and the opportunity to really be um, someone that was going to shine in physical therapy. Once I did start practicing, because we do so much teaching, it's unbelievable. Yes. Like, a lot of people don't think in, uh, as physical therapists, as educators, but I mean, all day I'm educating. I'm educating whether on uh, exercises or nutrition. I'm sure you know. <laughs> um, so that, that, that time frame in teaching, I think, was beneficial for who I needed to be as a neurotherapist eventually down the road. So, you know, in practicing, uh, practice in Florida for a few years, then my family and I decided to move to Georgia um, for personal reasons. And, and um, coming up here, I ended up in the skilled nursing setting for a little while. Um, and there I found that I started to kind of have a love for my stroke patients. And so having done already my master's thesis in stroke, I already knew that neuro was kind of the way that I, I found uh, a love for, but I still wanted to try to see, you know, generally where I, I needed to be. Um, I kind of got bored, honestly, with orthopedics as far as hips and knees and, you know, joint replacements and that kind of thing. I found that I, I wasn't using my skill set as much. Okay. My thought processing to me was becoming almost stagnant. Um, and so that led me to out, not outpatient, to uh, uh, home health for a period of time. Mm -hmm. And so home health was where I think my, my true love for neurological physical therapy kind of shined and really grew. Because I found myself, when I went to the house to see a patient that had had a neurological affect, I was hearing the same story. Um, we just had the conversation about us as therapists kind of thinking outside the box, treating outside the box. That was huge for me too, because the population, I found that the neuro population was, they were getting therapists that weren't really thinking outside the box. So they found themselves kind of getting stagnant goals as far as they personally had were not being met. So they, um, they, they felt empty almost. Right. So I prayed about it and, you know, I just sat down because I found that I found that I also found myself plateauing in, as far as my profession was concerned. And so one day happened to discover the neuro the neuro certification for parkinson's and 
just the, the, the course was coming to Atlanta in about two weeks. So I was like, okay, let me see if I can get in. The course was full. So I said, well, I'm going to put my name on the, uh, on the, the waiting list. I said, I, I, I'm sure I probably won't get in. So put my name on it. And within two days' time, I received an email inviting me, say they had a cancellation, and uh, I was open to come and participate. So that was, that was really the, the key to NeuroPT for me. Because mm -hmm. once I got that certification, things kind of took off um, in its own direction. Okay. And now, for our listening audience, because not this is everybody's listening, right? Could you tell us what NeuroPT is, or not even what NeuroPT is? What are the conditions, diseases, and illnesses that you would see as a NeuroPT that that we need to be aware of? Okay, so NeuroPT, neurological physical therapy deals with all things uh, that involve the neuromuscular system, mm -hmm. the nerve-related injuries, mm -hmm. whether those may be spinal cord injuries, you might have patients that have had uh, brain injuries, um, concussions, uh, you may have someone that has had a stroke, um, you may deal with someone that has Parkinson's, um, you deal with patients that have uh, neuropathic injuries as well. Um, so those are some of the those are some of the diagnoses and injuries that neurological physical therapists deal with. So if if there is a nerve impairment um, of some sort, that is the patient that we work with. And so these are the patients that would experience. Um, weakness that's often unexplained. Um, they can see changes in their muscle activity. It becomes, like we said, very weak or it can get hyperactive and it's tight or spastic. Um, numbness, tingling, imbalancing. So those are the kind of conditions that we're talking about right now when we talk about neuro. And so this is why, you know, being aware of, of what's not right is so important because the minute you see these things, get into your physician, get into your your PTs, and, and fortunately for uh, most of the physical therapists in, in the United States now, they have direct access. Something Correct. I might have here in the Bahamas, we have wellness visits with a physical therapist, but not quite direct access. Right. But as you see these manifestations, these things happening in your body, you need to find a, patient, a physical therapist, and like Paulette is saying, a neuro PT, somebody that's trained to identify these things and work with Correct. them. Right. Correct. So, so tell us now. P Parkinson's. Why Parkinson's? What was the love for it? Um, I found that uh, from a physical standpoint, Parkinson's patients really didn't know what to do and had, they kind of lost hope. So for a lot of it, um, when, when a therapist went in to see them, you can't just necessarily do your general strengthening exercises, a lot of the seated um, exercises and supine exercises, and think that just strengthening a muscle is going to improve them with their function, their ability to get up out of a chair, their ability to roll over in their bed. So it takes more than just strength for them. And so when you can hone in on the deficit, for a Parkinson's patient, 
show them a way that they can do it a little bit differently than what they may have been used to doing it before. Um, you key into certain things that um, they are not knowledgeable of. That's where your area of expertise comes in and show them how they can kind of manipulate and maneuver just a little bit of, of, of a move. Um, they, they get, I saw hope, I saw ability, I saw people's lives get changed with just one visit or one session. And so to me, that was like, okay, this is a game changer. This is what therapy is all about because this is the impact that we all dreamed of having when we were in school. <laughs> um, and so when I started to see that, and I also noticed that for a lot of them, they would have already had therapy, um, and, but the therapy that they had was not the kind of therapy that was needed for Parkinson's. So I, I decided that there was honestly a need that needed to be met, okay. and um, I wanted to meet that need. Fantastic. Now, so talk to us about Parkinson's disease. What is the disease, and how does it manifest physically? What signs are we looking for when we do have it? So Parkinson's is a, what we call a movement disorder. And so most people originally notice a slight tremor. So you might see a finger that starts to move while you're sitting um, and not really doing anything. Um, you might notice an arm that starts or a hand that starts to shake and tremor um, and you can't really stop it. Um, you may notice, some people start to notice uh, their walk changes. So in wa instead of walking and landing with the heel, they may start to notice that they're walking. They have a shuffle type walk um, and they're landing more with like the front of the foot. Some people start to notice imbalance. So you may have people that start with falls. Um, a lot of weakness for some um, the, the unusual thing about Parkinson's, and I tell this to my patients that come in, no two people are the same. No. <laughs> and so what you, someone you know that may have had it presents with is not necessarily going to be what you present with. So, but if you start to notice things like that, then you want to try to get into the doctor and try to get into a, a physical therapist that can help help you with these things and help improve them because mm -hmm. early intervention is usually key. Definitely. Um, so the, I was telling you early, the interesting thing for me when I graduated, um, came in right out of school. I think it was my third month as a physical therapist. I got invited mm -hmm. to give a talk and a physical, uh, Parkinson's support group. I very little knowledge about Parkinson's about what I, and except what I was taught in neuro PT and, and the course right. of, had in school and all of a sudden I was sucked into this life of volunteerism because I realized like you said the needs of these patients aren't being met they need, that's right they need a bit more um and more focused intervention and absolutely I just loved it like that was the first time like I truly truly outside of sports and and sporting events that I volunteered and actually submerged myself in a particular population and it was such a it was such a rewarding um 
venture. There is an organization in the Bahamas called the Kingdom Parkinson's Association um, Foundation, and that's who I worked with. And I loved, loved just educating them because it's, they just did not know. And what we found, what I found is that somehow people think Parkinson's is an old person's person's disease, right? We will find people coming up with symptoms early on, like early, like thirties and forties. And I think probably the most prominent person that pops into our mind is, um, What's his name? Fox. Michael, Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox, Back to the Future Superstar, right? Um, right. And so we had to do a lot more of not just the physical therapy aspect of it, but the psychosocial aspect of it. Correct. Letting them understand that, you know, this is what it is. This is what you have. And this is how we're going to work towards it. What right. do you offer? And please, you didn't even tell us the name of your clinic. What do you offer at your clinic? Um, in terms of psychosocial support, because we don't just do physio. We're not just the physical therapist. We bring everything to the table. Right. Um, my clinic is Neuromotion Physical Therapy here in uh, Sharpsburg, Georgia. And um, what we do is we actually, we actually in, um, provide individual one-on-one treatment sessions for our patients. And what I've found is that all of my patients thrive in that environment. Um, but we also educate them on not just the physical side from a physical therapy perspective or occupational therapy, because we also provide occupational therapy services at my clinic. Um, but we also provide them, uh, we fit them with, you know, orthotics that help to uh, reduce the tremor for a lot of them, especially when the tremor is uh is is physically interfering with daily activities. We teach them uh, specific exercise programs that are geared towards Parkinson's patients. We provide caregiver education, um, which is tremendous. Oh yeah, very important. We provide nutritional information. Um, I also try to keep up on a lot of the latest research and I provide handouts and information for patients in that regard. But it's just, a, it's, it, from a psychosocial perspective for most of them, just them knowing that they have a resource um, is huge. Mm-hmm. I have so many of them, once they're done with their therapy and they're doing so much better, they call, they come by, they... <laughs> They, they, they just want, they call to let me know specifically. I had a patient who um, asked me to assist him in getting a, uh, a pet recently. Uh, okay. And I wrote a, a, you know, wrote a letter on his behalf and he stopped in with the pet. He got him a puppy, <laughs> a rescue pet. And actually I knew that this pet would, would be beneficial for him, because of this, the psychosocial mm-hmm. reason, it w- it gave him some something to kind of divert his atten- attention, gave him something to kind of do, walk with the dog in the daytime, that kind of thing. So, I mean, whatever it takes really to help my patients get better is what I I try to do. Um, but just having just being a resource uh, for them has has been huge, and 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 I always let the caregiver know. That, you know, when they come for their session, take, take, you know, take that time and go do something for yourself. Right, Get the right. nails done. You know, you don't have to sit here and wait on your patient. I mean, 
go to the groceries and and they absolutely love that they know that there's somebody who's in their corner who understands what they're going through what they're dealing with and and they know that we're genuine with them because when they come through the door we greet all our patients with a huge hug a handshake you know and so it's like a family for them um and i found that also having information regarding physicians that they can go to is tremendous too um and so a lot of them once they be, they come to neuromotion they are a part of neuromotion till the bitter end <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome that is awesome that is awesome so what treatment strategies do you utilize any particular programs that you follow we follow too mm -hmm. so um i've been lee silverman voice treatment big certified which is the uh lsvt big that we talked about earlier i've been certified in that since about 2013 mm -hmm. that was my original uh pt p Parkinson's certification, and then just recently, in the earlier part of the year, I brought Becky Farley, who is the physical therapist and researcher behind the LSBT Big. I brought her to the Noonan area, which is where we are here, um, and she has created a Power Move certification. So the Power Move certification is a little bit difficult, dif different, I should say, because it's not as difficult. As, as far as the protocol uh, of the LSBT. Right. Patients like the flexibility of being able to change things up a little bit. So the Power Move certification actually does that. Um, but both of those are two certifications and two treatment methods that we incorporate with our patients. Mm -hmm. The other is a boxing certification that I had recently obtained as well this year which I utilize with my patients a lot, especially my, um, my male patients. They absolutely <laughs> love it. <laughs> they, they get a chance to beat up on their therapist <laughs> a little bit. But those three certifications, I kind of um, intertwine in their treatment plan, um, and I tweak accordingly because, you know, take, uh, you've got to understand that, you know, everybody's different. And then one of the other things that we've been doing just this year is we've been incorporating a glove. Um, it's called a Ready Steady Glove. Um, the, there's an occupational therapist, yeah, that, that have created it. And we size and, and fit patients and train them how to use the glove. And we've actually had pretty good success with that as far as our patients that have more upper extremity involvement and um, a lot of the tremor interfering versus uh the, the legs being involved and so those are some of the tools that we use um but i we individually construct uh the plan of care for patients working on balance um for for pretty much all of them working on improving the way they they're walking so they gait their ambulation we do a lot of uh balance training and balance exercises and we, we are very creative, and that's the beauty of neuromotion. There's no rigid, strict um, treatment session. Nobody comes in and does the same thing. <laughs> no two people. 
everybody comes in and they enjoy it. Um, yeah, and, and we try to be creative. And that's one of the things I wanted to do with my clinic. Right. Um, break, break up the monotony of what therapy has been known for. <laughs> that sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. So let's review now. For people who are listening and think they may have Parkinson's, could you give us like some of the cardinal signs to look for um, with Parkinson's, the presentation of Parkinson's disease? Or Parkinson's like syndrome too, because we have to, you know, mention that. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And we actually also have some people that come in with Parkinsonism. Right. Um, we've had some uh, patients that have visual interference. So if you have visual interference, then you probably may have more of a Parkinsonism. Mm -hmm. um, some, some people have uh, double vision, especially when looking down. Um, most people have issues with balance. So when they're standing they or walking, they're very unstable. They're in the bathroom trying to brush their teeth. They have to hold on to the counter or the sink. Um, if they're in the kitchen trying to make a meal, they have to hold on because they're unstable. Um, walking is the main thing. Parkinson's patients tend to have an arm that does not move or does not swing when they walk. Um, and then when they're walking, they find that their feet shuffle and their steps are shorter than they used to be. Most of the time, the Parkinson's patients caregiver or spouse or friend will notice things that have changed quicker the child may notice it than the person that is experiencing the um, the symptoms um, sometimes they may find themselves having to repeat things because uh, their family member cannot understand what they're saying right um, and so the volume of their voice is lower the 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 pronunciation of words is not as clear. Um, and so that's one of the things that they have to be cognizant of. And then, of course, the tremor that we talked about earlier. Um, difficulty getting out of bed. You may have been somebody that can roll side to side, and then all of a sudden you find that you're very stiff and having a lot of difficulty turning over in bed. And getting out of chairs, one of the yeah. cardinal signs of difficulty for Parkinson's patients. Um, they may, I have a few that say, you know, I notice that I can't get out of my car as easily as I used to before when I try to turn um, to get out. That's also another sign. Okay. Good stuff. And so when they see these signs, what should they do? What you need to do is you need to get to the physician because um, originally, generally what the way they diagnose initially is based on your signs and symptoms. So take awareness of what your signs and symptoms are. Go to the doctor, report these signs and symptoms. That's usually how they stage you. Um, that initial staging is important. Um, and like you said earlier, Parkinson's is not just an, an older person's disease. Uh, we've had patients in their uh early, late 30s, early 40s that have come through our clinic. Um, young onset Parkinson's disease is very prevalent, and very much out there. So don't think that, you know, as a young person, that these signs are just something you're going to see in someone that's older. Right. So get to the, get to the physician and have the physician 
get you to therapy. Research has shown that physical therapy, Parkinson's medication, nutrition are the best combination to help you to keep from getting worse and also to help you improve in some cases. Um, nutrition is huge, so I also emphasize it to people as well that um, uh, present with Parkinson's. You want to make sure you're eating a healthy diet. Um, and one of the research studies that was most recently done that I educate my patients on is the Mediterranean diet has very strong research behind it. Um, not only is it been shown to be good for Parkinson's, but it's also been shown to be excellent for heart, a heart-healthy diet. So cardiac patients as well. But in all honesty, all of us can eat the Mediterranean diet because it emphasizes fresh fruit, fresh vegetables, you know, good meats. Uh, for those that eat meats, yeah. Yep. So definitely. So yeah, get to, get to your physician, get to your therapist. Your therapist is your key. <laughs> so since we're talking to one of the best therapists to dealing with Parkinson's, how do we reach you? How can we find you? And what do you offer for those who are not in your area um, in terms of giving them resources and education like this? Um, we can be found at uh, www.neuromotionpt.com. We're also on Facebook. Uh, Neuromotion Physical Therapy is our Facebook page, and our Instagram page is Neuromotion PT or at Neuromotion PT. Um, uh, on my web page is also my email. So those that are interested in getting information, that email comes directly to me. So I can be contacted through email. I can be contacted through any of our uh, social media pages. Um, if you have a question, a concern, if you want to find out specifics on some things that uh, I can recommend and help you out with, by all means, reach out to me, um, and I will get back to you as soon as I possibly can. <laughs> I really try to, to, to answer things as quickly as I, I possibly can. I, you know, as a clinician and as a clinic owner, sometimes the days can get crazy. I'm sure you know, to be. <laughs> that you you've gone for a full-time mom right tennis players soccer players so you uh, played full uh, so. <laughs> oh yeah i i do but i i, I definitely make time for for answering people because awesome. i feel like that's my calling that's my calling so yeah if they reach out to me um i will be more than happy to assist them in any fashion shape or form i would love to actually come to the bahamas and actually help with a symposium or a forum if anybody ever has one i'm actually participating in one yeah I, I, absolutely absolutely i'm participating in one in about two weeks um that's going to be at the cop galleria center here in atlanta and i i have another one coming up in november that's going to be sponsored by and put and actually it's being done by the Parkinson's Foundation of, uh, of Georgia. So I'm going to be speaking at both of those um, regarding Parkinson's and, and non-motor Parkinson's symptoms, which is another concern for Parkinson's patients. And sometimes they don't want to ask you things like that you right. know, publicly 
things involving incontinence and constipation and those kind of things. Interesting, right. Yeah, have issues with, so, you know, but if they reach out to me, I'll be more than happy to help out. Well, fantastic. I have totally enjoyed this conversation. Um, hopefully, people have gathered nuggets that they can utilize, things to look out for. If you know somebody with Parkinson's disease, I think you may have symptoms of Parkinson's. Um, like she said, reach out. Reach out to myself. Reach out to Paulette. Let's see what we can Definitely. do to help you. Um, and it's just a pleasure to bring this knowledge to you, to make you aware as we help everybody become healthier and more conscious. So thank you so much, Dr. Lewis, again, for giving us a few precious moments of your time. And thank you to the listening My pleasure. audience. Have a great day, everybody. Until next time, this is Dr. Kitty Adley, Recovery Expert, signing out. Enjoy. We hope that you enjoyed the show and were inspired to come and visit us at selfdiscoverymedia.com and see what other shows we have for you. And please do visit our selfdiscoverycommunity.org and see how you can be a part of giving back. Thank you very much.